0: Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on herfantasyfootball.com so you can hear what we're doing this preseason. It's about to start, folks.
1: You can also chat with
0: us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby.
2: And I'm Ashley Williams.
0: And I am Brandon Lee. And today's show is the NFC East and West. Boom, boom boom
1: Last one. Good.
0: Sunrise sunset. The lack of defense division with the all defense <laughs> division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eesh. I was like, ooh, these are the four you don't draft and these are the four you do draft in, in defenses. This is this is how it works. I mean the Eagles Unless it's San Francisco. It's true. Everyone's yeah. retired. So.
2: yeah, yeah. I was watching ESPN today, and they're like, what one play would you take back from the 49ers? And they only presented, like, four options. And I was like, I need more options than this. Like, I would take back the last three seasons.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Can I do that? Can I take back a whole season? Can I do that? Oh, come on. It was just last season. The two seasons before, they won a lot of games. No, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow! Uh, wow! Bold wow. statements from Ashley. One minute That's in, I hate awesome. them.
0: Uh, That's awesome. Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome. Thank you're you welcome. for starting that. We'll get into the <laughs> NFC East to start us off. The Philadelphia Eagles must drafts. Well, Demarco Murray. Yes. If you haven't been listening about anything with football related. DeMarco Murray is not an eagle, people. <laughs> he's an eagle. It's a whole different scenario when you're like, why is DeMarco yep, being yep. drafted you know, late in the first round, early in the second round? Well, it's because he plays for a different team, yep. different offense, different backfield.
2: He's in crazy he's a, town
1: now.
0: He's in and and I know we laugh about downtown. this, but I just was at a
1: family reunion with people who love football, and people did not know that DeMarco Murray was a Philadelphia Eagle. So a lot of people now, a lot of our Arden fans are big time fantasy people like we are. So they're like old news. Totally. But there were a lot of people who were like, "What? Why would they do that? Why would the Cowboys give away
0: Demarco Murray?"
1: And I'm thinking to myself, "Where have you been?
0: <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: who are you?" Well, it is
0: now July. Yeah. People have shut off from the NFL for a few months. If, if they're just now starting to get back into I say, it, it's right? early. It's early. You know, welcome it's early, back, so friends. It's like welcome back. Demarco Murray is an eagle. Um, I still love DeMarco Murray, but he is not going to be DeMarco Murray of 2014 where he had 390 carries, 1,845 yards, 12 touchdowns, another 57 receptions, and 416 yards. That is not what's going to happen. No. It's just, it's just not. Typically running backs that have that many touches are going to have a, a low low stat line relatively the year after. Not only that, but he was with the Cowboys that have a great line, right? Great offensive line. The Eagles are not as good at the offensive line. In fact, they even got rid of one of their guys, Evan Mathis, this offseason. So that's a different situation. Not only that, but there were no other running backs for the Cowboys. It was just DeMarco Murray. Now you have, you know, a little bit of competition with Matthews and Sproles. They're not, it's not competition. I shouldn't say competition. But there's going to be a few touches taken away from Murray to feed both guys. They're going to be throwing a little bit to Sproles. and they're going to be handing off, I'd say probably, I don't know, what do you think, 10? 10 touches for Matthews every game? 10, 12 touches? I think that's high. No. I
2: would say no. maybe it's too like, high. you think it's uh, like eight, five or six, six or eight? touches. Five, five. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't.
0: I, I'm not like a huge drafter on either one of those guys. I'm just saying that that's why Murray is going late in the first round, early yeah. in the second round, is because of the dynamics of Chip Kelly's offense. they you know, they're supposedly going to be a rush first well, offense this year, and that's true. Courtney. So it there is, should be enough touches to go around, but it is Chip Kelly. You never know. You don't know a chip. You don't. Yeah.
2: I think you're looking at maybe a 10-touch maximum per game between Matthews and
0: Sproles. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, I think Sproles isn't going to see a lot.
1: I Uh, think
2: he actually could see some... But I think he's going to be much more used as a receiver than he will be used as a running back. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, they've been lining up Sproles at wide receiver.
2: Yeah, Like. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's where I I see him. I think... uh, See... I think of Eddie Lacy, and he could get, like, 8 to 13 touches a game and still was, like, a top five running back. I feel like DeMarco Murray's at that talent level, me personally. I know I'm in the minority because everyone hates DeMarco Murray this offseason.
2: I know. I got chastised when I was on Scout.com, the M show, because I was like, I would borderline take, I know it sounds crazy, DeMarco Murray over AP.
1: What? They're all like, what? No, I would, too. But I kind of would. I, would. <laughs> I know. We're the only crazy people. I, I, think, I think Adrian oh Peterson God, awesome. is, is great, but I think DeMarco Murray is great, too. And I, I, I don't know. I think DeMarco I, I Murray,
0: think I, I, I think the Cowboys system last year with the offensive line really helped DeMarco Murray shine. I think he's an amazing talent. Don't get me wrong, and he's a great back. But I don't, I don't see those numbers ever happening again for Murray of some,
2: the like only thing I hope period. is that Chip Kelly can sometimes make his players shine, too. When he chooses for yes. you to be the player that he wants to shine, and he has to choose you, keep in mind, like, you could be a fantastic this player that gets this absolutely no touches. You have to be the chosen one. And if yeah, he is the granted. chosen one, the granted, the given. I think he's got a chance. And I also will say, I think... <laughs> that Wayne's World style. Um... <laughs> I actually like the fact that he could get more touches this year. Than, I would agree with you, Courtney. If he had stayed with the Cowboys, I think they probably would have decreased his role a little bit. But I think the fact that he switched teams, he might still get somewhat equal, equal work production. Not as much. I agree. Not as much. But, you know. No, I don't
0: think it's not. I don't even think it's going to be close.
2: But we're shifting back into this realm, which I'm excited about. Where we're just going like, to work him. We're going to have our workhorse, and we're yeah. going to let him work. We're not going to continue... Rotating people in, you're gonna work your guy. So, I hope that's what Chip Kelly does. Let him be the chosen one, Chip. We're making a plug. Murray and, should then, be the uh, chosen one.
1: Murray and Bradford can hit a Fud Ruckers after the game, right? That's right. <laughs> I love that because they're besties,
0: yeah. Uh, I love that. Which, again, Sam Bradford is an eagle, so that's so weird, right? And he's supposedly alive this season, so cross your fingers. I just drafted him. I did too. That he's a winner. I think he's going to be the comeback kid of
2: 2015. Hey, hey! Ooh, bold statements.
0: Awesome. If he stays alive, supposedly he's fighting for the starting position with Mark Sanchez. But please, I know Sanchez is like the loved child. Everybody loves him, but everybody loves Sam Bradford, who's coached him too. He, you know, he's all a very likable guy. talks about his size, how accurate he is, how well he works in the pocket, his arm strength, all of these things everybody loves about him. It's just that he can't stay healthy. So let's just yeah. hope that this year is like two years ago and he stays healthy for all 16 games and he's on a much better team with much better players and a much better
2: He might be one of the most likable guys be. in the NFL. Is that possible? Could he
0: be? Sam Bradford or yeah. Mark Sanchez? Both, Sam Bradford.
2: Right? <laughs> like, I remember when he went down last year. I and literally... And You
0: got Tim Tebow on there, too. It's like... Ugh. Like, they were just handing out lollipops before they walk into the stadium. they <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> Everyone likes please. us. Everybody likes me. They really like me.
1: I call it a quagmire. Quagmire. I <laughs>
2: love it. <laughs> this is Brandon's, like, borderline nightmare. Oh. i not sure. She likes Sanchez oh. and you like Bradford. Well, but don't you know, remember when he got hurt, I almost, like, in a weird, like, emotional way, I was like, why can't this kid catch a break? And I'm like, why
1: am
0: I, no, why am I so upset about a guy sad. that's not even
2: my team, you know? Like.
0: No, and I did not, I mean, yeah, I could have cared less about the, his whole team. I never drafted him. He meant nothing to me, but I really hurt when he got yeah. hurt again. Like, I was like, this is the saddest thing ever. Um, but back to fantasy, Jordan Matthews, he's going in early in the fourth round. I really like him. I think he's, you know, he's a slot receiver, and I think he's going to be great. Um, he's all they have. He's all they have. So Zach Ertz is a tight end with Brett Selick. Brett Selick is the blocker. Ertz, supposedly, is going to see more touches. He's going around the eighth, ninth round. He's the seventh tight end on the um, on the roster for pro fantasy football. Um And it's fine. He only had 50 – he was only on the field for 50% of snaps last year, and he still had 700 yards and three touchdowns. So for tight ends, that's actually not bad for only 50% of the time. you see, that he's going to increase to maybe 75% of the time, if that's the case, and those numbers are going to go up as well. Maybe 900 yards and six touchdowns. How would that be? That sounds great for a tight end. I would take it. Um, Don't reach for him, but, like, he does have talent, you know. So, there's that. And their new rookie guy, uh, Aglor Nelson. Nelson Aglo... Aglhor, Aglhor. I think it's Aglhor Nelson. I well. no, it's not ag no, it's Nelson. Oh, it is. Um, A-G-H-O-L-O-R. Sorry for messing up your name. Yep. Yeah.
1: We like to make people French on Nelson. this show. Yeah. Before they actually <laughs> start in the NFL. We really yeah. do. Um,
0: But he's supposed to be amazing. And they love him there. He seems to be, you know, catching on really fast and um, making big moves. So, I, I think he's a great rookie. We're not huge on rookies, but he's going late towards the 10th round. I think it's a good snap. So, especially in, like, the league we're doing right now, the Scott Fishbowl League, I think it's going to be um, where it's, like, you have 12 men teams, it's, like, 22 picks, and yeah, it goes fast. So, I think he's a really good move. So, um yeah that's that's it there's ryan matthews and darren Sprouls We kind of already talked about so high risk high reward kind of situation with Sproles. really really late if a really really deeply get him. agreed redskins
2: sure it's funny when i was like doing my write-ups for this team i was thinking this entire show is going to be a rant because every single one of these teams in these divisions, like, just draws the rant and emotion out of you.
0: In good ways <laughs> and bad ways,
2: I will say. I know, I uh, hate the
0: Redskins. So. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's good. It's good.
2: You know, it's, it's, it's just, it is what it is. But, so the Redskins, in terms of some news, I'm sure you guys probably heard about it, but the U.S. District Judge Gerald Bruce Lee, um, I love his name, is Gerald Bruce Lee, anyway. Anyway, according to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, um, they continue with the cancellation of six trademarks owned by the team, which basically means this very well may force the Redskins to change their name. So that's kind of the big hype news right now. Nothing that is super unexpected, I would say. But... Well... Draft musts. No shocker there. <laughs> draft... Yeah, nope, not also really. take down your Confederate oh, flag.
1: <laughs>
0: we shouldn't laugh about it. We're not laughing about, you know, what's behind all of it. No, it's, it's r- Like, it's 2015, people. Yeah. Like. It's absurd. Snap on. Let's go. Right. It's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy, Courtney. Things snap are crazy. on. Snap on.
2: What's not crazy, though, is Alfred Morris, my little pumpkin.
1: I'm so oh, glad I have him again. I
0: love Alfred so Morris. Morris. He's, He's, so
1: cool. Cool. He's one of the pumpkin, most liked guys, in my opinion. He is. Yeah, He's a Bradford.
2: Yeah. total Bradford. But what is interesting is this is, you know, a guy where he's in a contract year and is going to play, you know, balls to the walls. He also has a guy named Matt Jones waiting in the wings behind him. So he's going to have to play a big ball this year to try to shush these people up because everybody's basically saying that the Redskins are going to shift to Jones in 2016. I don't like that. I honestly don't think I see that coming. I think Alfred Morris has done pretty well over the last few years. I mean, he's rushed for almost 3,000 yards in the last three years combined, and that's pretty good for a running back, especially in a team like the Redskins. So, but you know what? If he does go somewhere else, that team's to be very happy, and I'm sure he'll be happy too. But I, I really like him this year. He's always productive. He's always good. He's their fallback guy. I don't love him in PPRs because he doesn't catch the ball much. He's very much purely just a running back, but I like Alfred Morris. I also like Deshaun Jackson, no surprise here, because last year he proved to be the kind of receiver that it didn't matter what quarterback was behind center. He can produce big numbers. He doesn't need a superstar quarterback. He does he could even use his three third string quarterback. He's still oh, gonna get you numbers and that is gold. You and that will
1: team. probably be the circumstance.
2: Probably Kirk will Cousins. be sure.
0: insert Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, mean, which is, is crazy.
0: Sorry. Well, <laughs> I heard Colt McCoy's
2: technically number two. Oh, allegedly. I mean, you know, I can't got away camp, Cousins. but it goes like RG3, Colt McCoy, then Kirk Cousins. But it's the same three guys that were part of the circus last year, so yeah. it could be another
0: circus. They're experience. all going to get hurt at some point. It's going to be just kind of like mix yeah. it up.
2: Yeah. But with that said, I'm actually kind of okay with you taking RG3 in a late round. Yeah, you can get him for
1: free, basically. You can
2: basically get him for free. (laughs) And what my thought is here is this is a crucial, (gasps) crucial contract year. And you've got Nick Foles, Sam Bradford, and Phillip Rivers who are all set to hit the free agency market next year. They are looming over him if he does not produce. If he does not produce... They will get rid of RG 3 This is like, he's on like last straw here. This is his last chance, you know? So he has to produce. Is he capable of produce? Yeah. If he actually focuses and starts putting in the effort that he needs to, he can. Will he? Thus far even proven that he won't. Tough to say. But I do think it's worth the risk at like around 15 pick. You know, why not?
1: I, uh, I just wrote an article for FanDuel that went up on AOL Sports. And uh, it was my first article to go up on AOL Sports, which was really awesome. fun and exciting and really scary. And I love how people just totally, you know, whenever you do a top ten list, everyone's angry about it. So oh, the yeah. comments are always like, you're an idiot. And I love that. It's like, yes, nice. But yes, one of the big the like comments like, is, because the, the, the article was the ten quarterbacks that have the most to prove in 2015. And I did not list Robert Griffin the third. And a lot of people are like, Robert, and in my opinion, he's already proven
0: what that I- That he's not worth for your time. I mean, I,
1: <laughs> I just, I feel like if he is any better at all this year, he will exceed expectations. And that's just not interesting to me. And like, I also didn't write about Jay Cutler because frankly, as a Broncos fan, especially, I know exactly who Jay Cutler is. He has nothing to <laughs> prove. You know, and I think that- And he doesn't care about, about proving things. No. No, so I think that RG three, if where he's at right now, if he does even a modicum better than he did last year, people would be impressed. Yeah, but he has you know? the
2: potential for a few big games, and you're right, Brian. If he, I That's mean, sure. his, the this, the bar is so low for him right so now. Low. I mean, it is like floor that yeah. anything he does above that is going to be great, not great, but I mean, like in terms of like, oh, he had a good game.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. I just like RG3 greatly. You will not see me drafting him. I think the 15th round is way high. Like 30 rounds.
2: But when you've got like two quarterback leagues and you need someone like on a bye, he's a good guy that can have flashes of brilliance. He'll do it like two or three games a season where he throws up big numbers. You just have to make sure you got the right matchup and you got to be lucky that you're in that game. But there's potential there. And again, you could borderline (laughs) not have to draft him or draft him so late that at that point you're drafting like a 6th, 7th, 8th receiver that you're never ever going to play anyway. At least steal away a quarterback from somebody else they can't pick up. Just right.
0: I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna have to take you're gonna have to get Colt McCoy and Kirk Cousins just in case if you're in a two quarterback league. <laughs> like, no, I'm not saying you take you him as your second quarterback. I'm saying you would take him in
2: your fifteenth as like your third or fourth quarterback when you've got a two oh, okay. quarterback league and he's gonna fill in on a buy or something. No, no. Let's be very clear. You are not depending on Robert Griffin as even a okay. backup. This, we're talking okay. like third string quarterback if you need it. And again, a lot of people yeah. don't even draft more than two, you know, more than one quarterback. But right. he's someone to look at because he's got a lot riding on this year.
1: Which I want to remind everybody. So we're partaking. Actually, you can follow it on Twitter. Um, SFB360 is the hashtag. Hashtag SFB360 is the Scott Fishbowl, and it's this great league of 360 teams. That's right. Split up into all these divisions. It's all based off of Will Ferrell. So I'm in the old school division. Um, Ashley, what division are you in?
2: I am in the Zoolander Magnum. That's nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm in Step Brothers, The Prestige. All oh, right, right. And, and I'm an old school yeah. Mitchapalooza.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so good. And so, anyway, it's really, really fun. And we're playing with one of our um, fans, and I consider her colleague, Casey Kasub. Uh She's in my league with me, and it's awesome. But we get to play one quarterback and then a quarterback as a flex. And so when we're talking about, like, having third or fourth quarterbacks, you're traditionally not going to have a third or fourth quarterback. Yes. But if you're in a whack doodle 360-team league, then, yes, Robert Griffin Third is draftable. Otherwise...
2: Yeah, again, if I was not clear there, you are not <laughs> depending on him as a backup, as a starter. He is merely there that you pick up to potentially screw someone else over or be uh, you're in a, a two-quarterback starting <laughs> league and you're using him as a third quarterback to fill on a bye. Done with him. We're done with our G3. That's the most we're talking about him. on the whole season long, quite honestly. But, uh, and then my other ones would be just Pierre Garçon Andre Roberts. I just I, I, I refuse in my hearts of hearts to believe that Pierre Garçon – is done. Is done. That he was that he bad. Because he was so good. And last year was just like this like bizarre, freak a year where I'm just like, what is going on? I refuse to believe it. I All may right. be very wrong here. But again, I w- I'm willing to take a flyer on him. You're not going to do something crazy and draft him high. I'm talking like he's like your last receiver you pick up.
1: There's potential there. Courtney is so bored with Pierre Garçon, she yawned.
0: Oh, the Redskins. <laughs> if I could flip them off right now, I would. <laughs> Corey was just like, like I'm the one team I did not know. want to cover like, this year. I was like, "Do not give me the Redskins." Like, There's so much drama though, which is fun. I have to get into that headspace every Wednesday to record. Just can't do it.
2: Well, we're done. With oh, it. All right,
0: so Dallas good. Cowboys, one of my favorite teams. Love the switch up. Hello, love me some Cowboys. So, first of all, actually,
1: um, as the news, I, I didn't include news because I'm an idiot on my outline. Apologies. Uh, So Tony Romo was doing this fantasy football conference that got canceled because the National Football League decided last minute to tell him that he, or not tell him, but to tell the players they couldn't go because it was in Vegas at a conference center, so therefore it was considered gambling and that they would possibly be suspended. So anyway, that was, uh, what I was going to say is it was very unfortunate, but he went on the Colin Cowherd show and he was saying that... um, he basically thinks the NFL is going to try to do their own conference just like his next year and kind of put, like, this conspiracy theory out there. So we'll see.
2: It's I a bold intrigued.
1: statement.
2: He's completely right, it, I'm sure. It was
1: bold, yeah. It is bold. I, mean, of- I I was surprised that he came out like that against the NFL. But anyway, we were possibly going to go. We're very sad, and, uh, you know, best luck to next year. But Tony Romo, on that hand, is uh, – so. Th- I'm going to say he's someone you have to draft. But then I'm going to say you don't have to draft him. And let me tell you why. I like him if he's going late. I do not like him as the eighth quarterback off the board. I feel like he's 35. I want Des Bryant to just sign this darn contract already. I want the Cowboys to come up with something respectable for him and then I want them to practice altogether. I don't like that DeMarco Murray is not there anymore. And I'm, that's basically my whole write-up on Dallas is that I don't like that DeMarco Murray is not there anymore. Because I know they have a great offensive line, and I'm not saying anything bad about the offensive line. But I am telling you, undoubtedly, that Joseph Randall and Darren McFadden are not DeMarco Murray.
2: No. Not even combined are they DeMarco Murray. It.
1: I. I. I, I can't even go there so so what I was going to say is that you know listen his yards went down last year in in 2012 it was 4,900 yards 2013 3, and then it was 3,105 in 2014 mostly because he could lean on the run right right but his touchdowns went up so that was great uh he had 34 touchdowns and nine interceptions why because they could lean on the run so it's it's one of those things where I I'm not quite sure what's going to happen to his numbers, and he is 35. No one talks about him being old. They talk about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. They're, like they're, all, old they're all old now. They're all they're all old now. They're I think old. the
0: age doesn't I mean nothing in quarterbacks' lives anymore. Yeah, I think that I'm not forever. worried
2: about yeah, him being 35. I actually think he's kind of no, coming I into his not- prime. I think he's finally like yeah. over some of his weird like jittery messing things up in December, okay. messing things up in playoffs, or never getting to the playoffs. I feel like he's kind of like. In a place of acceptance.
0: Yeah, I feel like if the running game is good enough that the defense at least has to spend a little bit of energy on them, then I think, I think Tony Romo's numbers are going to go up because he doesn't have Murray to just hand the ball off to. Yeah. So he's going to have to throw the ball. Um, but he's not um, – but they have to be able to make the run effective enough to give the defense something else to do than just does Bryant. So – Exactly. You know. yeah. But I'm just not yeah. confident I, with Darren see, McFadden yeah. and
2: Joseph Randall being filling that role.
0: Yeah, I'm They just have to be good enough. They don't have to be good. They have to be just good enough. Well, and that's what everyone's depending on. Yep. Yeah, yeah
1: that's, what, that's what the Cowboys are going to depend on. And, and I think that's interesting. I'm not sold yet. I need a preseason to feel comfortable on the Dallas Cowboys the way I was comfortable with them last year. Well, I was, and like, I, need see,
2: I need to see a happy does too. An unhappy yes, Dez with with a very subpar running back committee does not make me happy.
0: No. I think
2: they'll get the deal done with Dez. I think, you know, and he'll they be... better get the
0: deal done with Dez. He's the only player left on their but, team. Yeah, I mean... That's under the age of 30. Rumor I mean, has I it they're, they're waiting for it.
2: the Broncos to get the Demarius Thomas tr- deal done to kind of gauge what they want to do with Dez.
0: Demarius is going to play regardless. He doesn't care. He wants to play. So I don't think... You know, does I think does needs to get done because dad does has a very short fuse. We've seen him on the sidelines. Not the passion. Case of it's passion. It's passion. It's passion. It's passion. It's passion. His passion. His leadership is what it is. And, and I, I like leadership. his passion.
2: At least his passion is <laughs> entertaining. Worst Love comes it. to worst, it. It. the Cowboys will be Love entertaining. It. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nothing wrong. And all I'm going to say about Des Bryant, he's going um like third wide receiver off the board, tenth overall, and my. This is my analysis from here until the beginning, beginning of the season. He's a freak of nature. For the last three seasons, he's had 1,000-plus yards and double-digit touchdowns. So there you go. Nothing else to say. Pay hey, the guy. Get the deal done. Get the deal done. Get it done. Um, no one's talking about Jason Witten. I kind of like that, because right now you can almost get him for free. He and Vernon Davis are kind of my, like, you know... As my backup tight end or, like, some guy I can just grab it, literally is the last pick of the draft. And I, I'm, not, I'm literally going to put this out here. Would you go for one of these guys as one of your last picks and just, like, wait at tight end? Or maybe I, both of them.
2: I like Witten, be- especially because the running back game is you subpar, that job. that's an option that they're going to have to do to shorten the field, to draw the defense in, to open up the receivers. They're going to have to definitely use more of a focus on Jason Witten to sure up that line, right? So I actually think Winton could be a good pick this year.
1: I mean, he only has 703 uh, seven hundred and three yards and five touchdowns last year. But the year before that, he had 851 and eight touchdowns. The year before that, he had over 1,000 yards, but only three touchdowns. So if he goes in the middle of all of that, he's still
0: one of the top ten guys. Totally. And, again, different team, no DeMarco Murray. They're going to have to get the ball out of, out of Romo's hands. Um
2: Quickly, potentially. I mean,
0: it's yeah, it's tight ends. You know, I have a love hate relationship with Witten, but I, yes, I would definitely tell you. I would definitely tell you to draft him at a reasonable time.
1: Right, and this could be the first year you can get him at a reasonable time. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. So also on that, uh, Terrence Williams, he hurt his elbow in camp, so he's kind of slipping an ADP right now. So if you're drafting now or like early, you might be able to get a deal on him. So do that because this is his third year that's when a lot of wide receivers break out they're looking for a new contract Um, listen his yards did go down last year but once again they had DeMarco Murray they don't have this again I mean are you getting my drift here this is the team and also I don't know why I get so many Cole Beasley questions on Twitter I think he's the new Bishop Sankey can
0: someone explain Uh, to me why I need to talk about Cole Beasley it's because he had like a moment of brilliance yeah, or targets even I would say and everyone was like, oh, no, it's Beasley, it's Beasley. And then it, it never felt followed up with it. I mean, just nothing else happened with it. I think Terrence Williams is my guy if I had to choose one. I'm not the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys coaching staff, unfortunately, because I think he is the most unused, talented receiver in the I SC. agree. It's just crazy to me.
1: Also, so Cole Beasley got paid. He's getting paid $13.6 million for being Cole Beasley. Crazy. Um, that's That's he signed in the off season, And here's the deal. He played all 16 games last year, but he only got 420 yards and four touchdowns. I'm just out putting crazy. that out there. Why are – I don't know. I mean, yes, late in your draft if you're in a weird league where you go on and on and on and on. Yes, okay. Yeah. But other than that – Twitter. What is going on with Cole Beasley? It's cuz four touchdowns puts
2: him kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of wide receivers of average touchdowns, which makes him interesting. But it makes him incredibly uninteresting that he only had 420 yards. This means he does not get targeted much. It means this is this is a guy that's it's it's, it's a lucky target in the end zone. You cannot count on guys like Cole Beasley in your fantasy lineups.
1: I just feel like they're going to have a hard enough crazy. time throwing the ball anyway because of their run game. And yeah. I'm just not. I'm not feeling this. Right.
0: Well,
2: I'm feeling it low. Not. You want to draft it super low, or you want to look at him as a possible pickup right away? Because maybe you didn't like your team. Okay, but you're not starting him. He's not a starter on your team.
0: No, don't tell spots.
2: Twitter. I will tell I Twitter. That. I will tell them.
0: New York Giants. Oh News. My. It's like the only thing people are talking about, gosh, it is at the slow time of the NFL. Jason Pierre-Paul had a little too much fun this 4th of July, blew off half his hand, he got a finger amputated uh, the other day, and uh, you will not see the Giants uh, trainers, so. Oops. Well,
2: it's really interesting, because <laughs> he's he's kind of has the power right now. You know, because they, they franchise yeah. tagged him, and then he never signed the paperwork for the franchise tag, and he wouldn't agree to the long term deal that he did. So either they take the franchise tag off and lose him for no value, or they literally have to wait until he decides he wants to sign that franchise
1: tag. He doesn't, he's missing a finger. He'll be fine. He'll be fine.
0: Totally
1: fine. They actually think he'll be done in two weeks, and actually amputating it supposedly might actually make it heal faster. Oh really? I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, that's it's, what they're saying. I mean I was looking at it, I was like, it
0: all sounds gross.
2: You'll have a he's gonna a different kind of touch, he's gotta get used to, but I mean he'll be fine. It's just it's listen. It's interesting. I power love Fourth Play. of
0: July. I think you know I hate Fourth of July. It's wonderful to celebrate our independence and the birthday, you know, whatever. But fireworks are so not my thing. Like they're dang- sorry, me too. You will not see me at somebody's house lighting off fireworks. You will not see it. I'm sorry. People lose fingers. They lose eyeballs. Just watch this awful video on Facebook where it was like all of these men doing this dumbest things with fireworks, <sighs> like sticking it in their bottom or up their nose or like <sighs> I just like crazy stuff. I'm like, are you? Yes, you are. You know? And I don't know. I'm not saying that Jason Pierre Paul was doing something stupid. He it might just have been in a freak accident. I don't know. But fireworks are dangerous.
1: <laughs> they are.
0: That's well, and then
1: and then C.J. Wilson from Tampa Bay did the same thing. Yep, same thing. Had his finger amputated
2: as well.
0: You have enough Two, money think, to right? go to a show. Go to a show. Go to,
2: go to a show.
0: Stop it.
2: Twenty sixteen. Go to a show. Twenty
0: sixteen. Go, go to a baseball game. Watch it there. Come on. Must draft for the Giants. We've only got one guys. It's the Giants. It's the sharing team. We share. On this team. It's very nice. But who will taking the majority of the love is Mr. ODB Jr. Yes. We love Odell Beckham Jr. He's awesome. Uh, A lot of people were taking him really high in the draft we're in right now. Uh, He's going roughly ninth overall. I love him wherever. He's the man. This is going to be his sophomore year. It's going to be great. Second year in the offense for all these guys. It's going to be a much, hopefully a smoother process. Um, Victor Cruz is back, so hopefully that will even open him up even a little bit more. We got Shane Vereen in the mix with them. Love it. So that. he, that's going to open up the passing game. I love Shane, Shane Vereen and PPR, you guys. It's a sneaky pick. He's kind of going really low. So for PPR, I think it's great. I think Eli's going to be a lot better. I'm not mad about Eli. Drafting Eli is um, late, late. I think he's going mm-hmm. in the ninth round. So if you want to stack up on people – you want to get a quarterback really late. I think Eli is right there on the cuff to being your backup quarterback. That's great. So either way, um, I like both of them. Um, Victor Cruz is kind of going to be a high-risk, high-reward kind of guy. He could have huge numbers like he's had before. He is coming off a huge injury, so we don't know how he's going to be. Uh, most likely, he's not going to be Victor Cruz that we have known as fast as he is, um, be able to cut really fast. Um, uh, who knows? He might pull out an AP, come back off an injury, and just like tear stuff up and be like the duo, like, um, like Green Bay Packers, you know. I thought you were gonna say like Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin, Nelson and Cobb, <laughs> you know, those guys, <laughs> or Nelson and Cobb, yeah, or Nelson and Cobb. Um, uh... <laughs> So he's going in the 10th round. I think that's fantastic value for a Victor yeah. Cruz. Yeah. So I I love I love that. And, again, he may be a bust, but I think it's totally worth the investment, in my opinion. Um, Again, Shane Vereen is going much higher in PPR links. So if you're in a PPR link, definitely snap Shane Vereen up. it's um, kind of going really high in, like, the 6th, 7th round. So, yeah. Um, that it, that's what it is. Don't draft Larry Donnell. He was a thing at the beginning of 2014. We had a lot of hopes and dreams.
2: Dreams um, were shattered. It
0: all went away. Yeah, it was, like, shattered, swept up, thrown away, went down way far to the dump. It's gone. It's gone, you guys. It's I didn't gone. even know tight ends could fumble that much.
2: Oh, my goodness. They have
0: not a- uh, Fantasy Pros, and as we said, we're going to do our rankings here coming up next week. Um, the Fantasy Pros has in the 22nd tight end. I didn't even know there were 22 tight ends in the league. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Um, then I started looking at stats. So I was like, yes. Yes. It all It's all making sense. It's all coming back to me now. We haven't seen in a podcast in a few That's true. Guys. That's
2: true. I was going to say, that's I'm really true. glad to see one that one your in. hatred for Larry Darnell is carrying over to the season. That's good,
0: yeah, yeah. That's solid.
2: That is. You I love know what's sad,
1: you guys? I met Jason Pierre-Paul. He's one of the only fan, He's one of the only NFL players that I got to meet, and he was so nice. He's beautiful, huge. He walks into the room and he's really like nice. Like I really liked him. I'm just so
0: bummed. Fireworks, guys. Protect us. Fireworks. It's dumb.
2: Go to a I'm show. I'm bummed out. Go to a show. Sorry.
0: All right, we're going to finish up the show with the NFC West. It's going to be exciting. Seattle Seahawks. Let's start with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Where to
2: start? I feel like my (laughs) entire write-up for the Seahawks is just in the news section. It's it's, fine. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So it's really a tough call for me between the fact that Russell Wilson has stated that he's not having sex with his girlfriend of two months, Sierra, aka referred to as dating Jesus way, and that they are going <laughs> to try to not have sex until marriage. Literally, that's what he calls it, dating Jesus way.
1: I love it. Or, that. that's or that's hilarious. okay,
2: yeah, no, that, that's that's, that's legit. That's legit. That's
1: li- that's. I real. thought Jesus. I mean, I thought that a lot of Christians didn't think Jesus had a wife or
2: way dated way Jesus way. The Jesus way is to not have sex before marriage. Right.
1: Well, he didn't even get married, right? I don't know.
2: We're
0: now getting to <laughs> theology. Don't, don't, and I'm not yeah, go down there. don't even start. Yeah, I, I'd,
2: I'd love to see this Tebow Wilson battle over what's the way purity. He
0: said that God told him to
2: <laughs> I, lead Sierra. Oh uh, yes, yes. To I, leave her. To lead. lead. Like he needs to, to lead her. Um, to Jesus. In the
0: Jesus way.
2: I think way. in general? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. But. Very nice. I, <laughs> is that the more entertaining piece of Seahawk news? Or is it Marshawn Lynch's biopic movie, Family First, the Marshawn Lynch story, which was supposed to cover uh. his rise from his start on the streets of Oakland to the big show in the NFL. And yet his family friend, who was the director, Mario Bobbino,
0: and I'd love to <laughs> see name. some guy
2: named Mario Bobino on the streets of Oakland, first of all. So but good. With so Marshawn Lynch. With Marshawn Lynch. Hey, I'm Marshawn, and I'm Mario. Anyway, uh, he was the director, and he basically released an unauthorized trailer on his YouTube channel, which was hardcore panned. Lynch is embarrassed. He is mad. The project has been stopped. It's bad news. And basically, that friendship is over. So I can't decide Aww. which one's the more entertaining news. There, M&M. I mean, there's the, there's the real news <laughs> about Russell Wilson's actual contract, which actually pertains to football.
1: Yeah, please.
2: So there's that. You know. <laughs> but even with that, the drama keeps on coming, ladies. So with contract negotiations, so they have taken many different turns at this point, right? So he has his early tweets, sub-tweets, all that kind of good stuff. He's got these deep sighs and comments. that I've moved before. He has made a bunch of passive aggressive threats to play baseball, which is actually being fueled by his manager, who really only reps baseball players. Wilson's is only NFL player, so he's kind of running this whole contract negotiation like you would in the MLB, which is not exactly how they run in the NFL. He's also made some you know thro- you know seemingly nice comments that he'd be happy to play for the Seahawks for 1.5 million or 25 million, which just so happens to be very close the number that he's countered with during his negotiations. It's – the whole thing is crazy. Seahawks, pay the man. Just pay the man. He's taking you to two back-to-back Super Bowls. And then there's craziness of it's people – well, It's then, out of control. Well, then people are trying to say – and I will not buy into this. And everyone knows my feeling on the Seahawks. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for even like half a year knows my feeling on them. And Russell in particular. But they're trying to sit there and say that the Seahawks have a whole strategy that you don't need to pay your quarterback that what they'll do is they'll just do these low-end quarterbacks, wait for them to get out of their rookie year, and then get another rookie quarterback they can pay crazy low. And I'm like, there is no way a Super Bowl-caliber team has a game plan of not paying arguably the most important position on the field.
1: It's If so, crazy. my name's Brandon, and I'm a Broncos fan. Hello,
2: Russell. <laughs>
1: Seriously.
2: Yeah, yeah. No joke. How are, How
0: are with us? I know it's only your like third season in the NFL. Come die with us. This is where this is where the great quarterbacks come. Hey, right?
2: Come here, right? Come I here. mean, yeah. it's
1: something to tell you. So
2: it's crazy. <laughs> but I am gonna finish okay. up with even. It's so funny, and I should have tied it in with the Sierra news, but I thought I should throw at least some actual Seahawk fantasy relevant news. But I have to pinpoint the humor, and I only mention this because Martellus Bennett <laughs> did not say it in a mean tone at all. That he was poking fun at Wilson for claiming to have someone other than Daryl Bevel in his helmet radio during the Super Bowl after Wilson said God talked to him during the Super Bowl. This came out in an interview that was part of the whole reference to Wilson and, and, and finding Christ and dating the Jesus way. That Mattel <laughs> is bad These are quotes. I wonder how loud, how loud God has to yell for Russell to hear him slash her At the moment in the Super Bowl, yo, Russell, it's me, God. Can you hear me? Hey, Jesus, is this thing on? Come help your pops out. (laughs) Jesus, seriously, Jesus, get over here and turn this thing on for me. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) That is amazing. Oh, so God is an old fart who
0: doesn't understand. Hey, I can't figure this thing out. Hey Jesus! Hold hey me Jesus! Out. Turn it on! <laughs> turn it on! That is brilliant on so many different levels. Ugh,
2: makes me want to draft Bennett even Bennett? higher. So funny, Yes, so funny. Go and Bennett. it wasn't in Let's a mean it. way. And 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 no. Wilson knows it wasn't a mean way. There's no animosity between them. He laughed about it. Like it's it's. I mean, how can you not when you've got your you know saying Jesus can't figure <laughs> out, turn a mic on. So funny.
1: <laughs> um, I love that it's a technology joke. Yeah. I yes. <laughs> Jesus. Seriously, Jesus.
2: Get over here and turn this thing on for me. I love I it. I love that. I love it. Wow. Anyway, That's your so must good. drafts are obviously Russell, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch. She's are no brainers. Jimmy Graham as well. I'm not sure he's going to get the same production that he did um, in terms of the Jimmy Graham that we've thought of, but he's still, you know, no. your second best tight end or third best. Arguably, I would say Greg Olson over Jimmy Graham, but he's at least that two, three range. So you got to draft him. He's a must draft, but my sleepers are Luke Wilson. He's the backup tight end to Jimmy Graham, mm. but you know, Wilson was really comfortable. Sorry. Um, Russell Wilson was really comfortable with Luke Wilson. Um right. And, can, you know, a lot. The, the Wilsons, yep, the Wilsons. Um, and I can see them very easily running a lot, some two tight end sets. And then Wilson would actually get open because they're going to double cover Jimmy Graham. So I like that if you're looking at kind of a second right. tight end situation. I like Luke Wilson. I also like Paul Richardson. So Richardson didn't play a whole lot last year. He got hurt. But he showed immense promise. And he's quick. And I like him breaking open down the sideline with Graham clogging up the middle this year. So I think Richardson's got some potential because otherwise I generally tell you not to s- really kind of steer clear of the Seahawks receivers. But there's some potential there. There's potential for like a sleeper. We're talking legit sleeper, not like your third wide receiver that you pick up, right?
0: Roddy White is a right. sleeper. Sleeper?
2: No, I'm talking like when a real I, sleeper. Yeah.
0: When I have when I hear the word potential, I get flashbacks of Cordero Patterson yeah. zeroing out. He's not that he's he's like oh, yeah, <laughs> oh! it'll get you. Huge huge bust (laughs) to the face, yeah. (laughs) All right, San Francisco 49ers, our favorite team.
1: All right. So I'm going a little bit back and forth in my brain about this. So Carlos Hyde. Um, Luckily, everyone feels the same way that I do, so he's dropping in drafts. So before, when he was going really high, I thought, yeah, I don't think so. But now he's going between, like, 17 to, like, 30 even which is crazy uh for running backs. He has pretty much been declared the starter. Yes, he's competing with um uh well, okay, so this is the situation. Carlos Hyde's the the bait guy. And last year he was a rookie. He was behind Frank Gore and they weren't even running Frank Gore, so why yeah. would they run Carlos Hyde? It was the weirdest game plans in history. Um, But he cut weight, he came in, and he looks really good this offseason. So I'm pretty confident that he's the guy. They did also bring in Reggie Bush, which is fine, actually, because he's a completely different back. And, yes, he'll maybe take some touches. But I I don't – you guys, Reggie Bush has been hurt a lot. He just hasn't been a thing for a while. So I'm not that worried about it. And then they they drafted a rookie in the fourth round this year, Mike Davis. He's good, but – I still don't think that's going to be a Not thing. For sure. Or Kendall Hunter, who's back from injuries. So, I I think those are hype trains that you can get off. I think get you can off. get off the get Mike off Davis the and Kendall Hunter train. Just kind of, you know, oops, here's my stop. Sorry, and then leave. So, um, I think you can get Reggie Bush late and get him as your. Handcuff, but I don't think you'll need him. I think it's going to be Carlos Hyde. I think he's come back pretty strong, and they need him. Um, but I Corey also don't Smith, hate Reggie
2: Bush, because that team severely needs some veteran leadership. I would like Reggie Bush a lot if Colin
1: Kaepernick was better at the short pass.
2: He's, he's true. He's awful the dump, And that is Reggie Bush's specialty. But he will be a change of pace back, certainly.
1: Um, and Colin Kaepernick, though, in my draft sleepers – Wow! How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> fallen,
2: fallen, fallen, fallen. I'm gonna be Holy, nice this year. Holy!
1: He is reign- He is going off the board as like the 20th quarterback. Wow! In like the 14th round. Let me ask you this: Would you take RG3 or Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick. Uh,
0: Colin Kaepernick. I would too. Although it's crazy because I he feel doesn't have any like RG3 has more people around,
2: around him. Around. Yeah.
0: But it's oh yeah yeah no no, I mean if Kaepernick stays alive through the whole season, and he's barely breathing, but he's alive. If
2: Kaepernick can get the run game back, because he didn't really rush all that much last year.
1: No, they want to protect their say. quarterbacks, but they want to protect their quarterback. And, but to be fair, his his uh, yards went up last year. His passing percentage went up last, or his completion percentage went up last year, and his touchdowns. The guy <laughs> is going up. But he also went up on interceptions and fumbles. Mm -hmm. So that's what killed him. Yeah. But supposedly he's been working with Dennis Guile, quarterback guru, in the offseason. He's working on his mechanics. Supposedly he's getting better. I don't think he's as bad as people are acting like he is now. And you know me. I was the one who told everyone last year not to draft him when he was going in the top 10. I was like, that's crazy. And I was right was crazy but it's also crazy that now he's one of the like bottom guys in the league
0: i'm not You're quite not sure he's that's the larry accurate. donnell of of quarterbacks
2: but if you sit there and think about it, like i would take andy dalton over colin kaepernick i'd take flacco over kaepernick i would take cutler would take over Lacken. kaepernick i would take um teddy bridgewater over kaepernick I, you know yeah there's
1: there's a lot of people you would take over him i wouldn't take dalton or cutler over kaepernick i would I'll tell you what I don't think Cutler's going to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears for the whole season. At a certain point, they have to cut bait. It's out of control, and then uh, Andy Dalton. It doesn't even matter if he's playing or not. He just does. It's unbelievable.
0: see think... a lot of interceptions. But what I do like about Kaepernick's interceptions is that his interceptions went up. What and what I'm hoping is is that they were giving him a year to like.
2: Air the ball out. Air it out. Work the kinks I think out. So. You know, and, yeah. like,
0: work out some of his kinks. And all, in fantasy, that's awful, especially in, if you have play for a team that takes away two points for an interception. But moving on, 2015 is going to be a lot different than 2014. And hopefully those numbers get, like, you know, decreased immensely because he's, like, figured it out. Right, that's what well, we're he has all to figure it out. Or they're gonna move on. He has to figure well, it out.
2: And you yeah. know, Kaepernick does have his head on his shoulders. I will say this: so last year was a humbling year. Yeah. So I mean, clearly, as he went out and the team, you know they got him one of the best quarterback coaches they could. So, and he seems to be the kind of guy that's receptive to to, to constructive criticism, to you know, different skill sets, different things they want you to do. So, I, I am more optimistic for him this year than I was last year. Certainly. Because of that.
1: Well, I agree. Also in sleepers, Anquan Bolden will never get the respect he deserves. Never, but he should. So you should look for him late. Vernon Davis, as I said, he's free. You can take him as your last pick. I don't think it's bad. Listen, he was terrible last year. He looks great at camp, though, this year. And, you know, yes, he was terrible. 245 yards, two touchdowns last year. Terrible. But in 2009 through 2013, he had at least 41 catches in every year. And he only had one season under 792 yards. Put it out there. And if you're in a super, super deep league, you know my love for Bruce Ellington last year. Jim Harbaugh doesn't play rookies, so he didn't get a lot of play time. But he's fast. He's, like, just kind of. And he's a, like, fun wide receiver. If you're in, like, a best ball league or um, a really, really deep league, Bruce Ellington is my guy. Bruce Ellington. I like it. Digging deep. Digging deep on the sleepers. We don't do Roddy White as a sleeper on this show. No, we don't. No.
0: No, we don't. No. Not at all. Arizona Cardinals. Well, it's kind of that team that's like right in between. They're on
2: the them. cusp, right? They're on the cusp They're of right having it cusp. together, you know?
0: Right. They're the perfect like running back two three, wide receiver two three four, <laughs> quarterback one two. two. <laughs> um, I love Carson Palmer. Um, I. He was another one when he got hurt last year. We were actually in New York yeah. at DirecTV's um, Fantasy Zone. And when he went down, it was like... <gasps> Ugh, terrible. It, it was bad. And it was it's really sad because he just signed the contract the day before. Yeah. You know, and, like, all this crazy stuff. But he is legit. And we forget about it for his age and whatnot. But he's good. And he's going relatively late. So... Um, yeah. I love, love Palmer. Yeah, he's, like, going in the 15th, 16th round. So um, I'm totally okay with that. On that note, Larry Fitzgerald, he's going in, like, the 10th round. And when he had Carson Palmer, he was good. good. Yep. I'm so, snatching him in every league. Give snatch him, him up, you guys, because he's going late, and he's going to see a lot of touches. I think he's gonna really open it up. He is not done yet with him and Palmer. It's going to be great. I'm hoping Floyd sees that little bit of love too. <laughs> yeah, because Floyd is—it's like a make-or-break year. This is it. This is his moment. Yeah. Um, he's actually going higher than Fitzgerald in a lot of leagues. Um, uh, because of that, you know, potential. Well, because
2: Larry's considered as uh, old.
0: Well, yeah. I just feel like the NFL is getting really old. Maybe it's because I'm getting old. I'm like, oh. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I'm I, okay with Michael Floyd. Do not reach for him. If you snag him up at the end, hopefully he goes past even the ninth round. Um, that would be nice. Um, I know I got him. Like I want to say I got him pretty late. Um, and then Andre Ellington. I got him in the ninth round. Did you get him in the ninth round? Mm-hmm. I think – I can't remember when I got him. I want to say it was pretty, relatively late. Um, but also Andre Ellington, again, right there, high risk, high reward. He's going to be splitting the ball a lot with the um, rookie running back, David Johnson, which is kind of a sneak sleeper. Um, I'm not totally upset about that. So Ellington, I was really high on him last year. I'm not as high on him this year. He's still worth the draft pick if you can get him in the fifth, sixth round. Uh Saint Louis Rams. The Rams. So it's interesting.
2: There's been a lot of like different strategies been going on this off season, which I'm into. So the Rams are looking to sign a long term deal with Nick Foles. And this is really interesting as they have it's not even seen him play yet. <laughs> I know, it's so um, good. It's but so he, here's the logic that people, you know. The logic behind it, right, is that if they sign him now, so so Foles is essentially coming off two partial seasons, right? Both of the times he was partial, he was good, right? So, so I can see why there is this, you know, this sense of confidence in him. But the real logic is they're like, we can get him cheap. Because if they sign him now when he's at two partial seasons and he's kind of, to some extent, been a throwaway for a lot of teams and a lot of people, they can sign him cheap to a long-term deal, where the guarantees are kinda of built in, you wanna have crazy bonuses and whatnot, and they can save a lot of money. Whereas if they sign him later and he's got a great season, then they're gonna have, you know, a Russell Wilson kinda esque situation on his hands where he wants a big contract, and so they're thinking about doing the long term deal now. It's very interesting, as they have not even seen him play. Moving on. Um Love <laughs> We're continuing we to keep an eye on Todd Gurley's progress. as he, uh, you know, he thinks he's going to be able to start the season, but he has not been cleared yet by doctors. So this is one that you're going to watch very, very closely. Well,
1: I think I'm a princess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all are princesses, Brandon. So that's true. So that's true.
0: But I mean, hello. Hello, but I guys. like
1: Todd
2: Gurley, I, and it's possible that I <laughs> like him too. because I drafted him. It's very possible, but more importantly, the Rams made a big statement that they are dedicated to not only protecting their quarterback but opening holes this year as they drafted four offensive linemen in the draft. Yeah, four, they did. like they are making it. Balling. They are making it a priority. You know, they've got a great defense. So the defense is a team that you, that you, you can always draft the, the Saints, I'm sorry, the uh, Rams defense. But they're, they're sh- you know, they're sharing up their offensive line and they needed to big time. So, you know, more than likely he will not be fully ready by the time the season starts, even though he thinks that he will be prepared that he won't be. But I'm also not that worried about a timeshare because they picked him up 10th overall. And running backs in general the last few drafts have not gone super high or if at all in the draft. And they took him 10th overall. And they're investing a lot on a guy coming off an injury. He is their guy. They're not going to go to all this effort and have this high of a draft pick to run a committee. Yes, Trey Mason will probably get the start initially while he's figuring the whole, you know, rehab out. But Gurley will be the guy. And then Nick Foles. He's been going fairly low as well. And yes, he's on the Rams. I get this is your argument. I understand that. But... Don't freak out too much. While he had half of the season last year, he was still able to throw for over 2,000 yards and happened to have over 270 averaging per game. And if you look back at the season prior to that, he had almost 3,000 yards in only 13 games and 27 touchdowns with only two interceptions. The fact he only had two interceptions, this tells you that he is incredibly accurate. That is so huge. This guy has got the potential to do extremely well. And what I really like is that they're taking him into a system where their wide receivers; they, those are all, you know, sideline wideouts, deep ball threats, and that is where full excels. He excels, you know, with that deep ball. So I'm, I'm. That was a lot of S's. That was I know I got sloppy.
1: Foles excels. Excels. Sloppy. Stenovely. Sloppy. I was like, wow. But I do. That's I really like the
2: fact that these are wideouts. You know these are deep ball threats, and, and that's perfect for fools. Which these are my sleepers. Whenever I think of sleepers, I always think Rams wide receivers because they're not guys that you actually like draft draft. But they're I think all of Rams,
0: Tennessee Titans, and the Jaguars. That's those they are sleepers. All have people. sleepers. Their entire <laughs> receiving core
2: are sleepers. Raiders
0: haven't made the cut yet. Not not yet. Not yet. Not quite there. No.
2: (laughs) Not yet. But if I had to pick one, I'm picking Brian Quick, guys. I like Brian Quick a lot. He's he's impressive. Yeah. He's got that really speedy skill set that's going to work perfectly with Foles. He's the guy. I'm loving Brian Quick. You know? And so, again, when we're talking sleeper, we're talking late picks. We're not talking this is your fourth wide receiver off the board, per se. But...
0: You get a pretty good shot with any of those wide receivers off the Rams. So that's it. Yay. All right. That was good. NFC East and West. It's going to be it's gonna be a good season 2015. Again, guys, make sure you hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com. We should have rankings up there next week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. And we'll make a – hopefully this year we'll do a little draft kit uh, thing for you, a little draft cheat sheet for your drafts. Um, if you're having a draft soon, this coming weekend or anything, good luck. Have fun. Um, look for buys and kickers matter, okay? Kickers matter. Hop over and chat <laughs> with us on Twitter at Her Fantasy fb and chat with us on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. You can check us out on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes if you'd like to hop on there and give us a nice little love you five stars. That would be fantastic. Thanks for listening. Until next time, no more faking it.